This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio with an extra episode this week because... um, You know, I've got a lot of authors that I would love to feature, and there are some authors over the summer that we planned to talk and we just didn't get connected. So over the next few weeks or several weeks, there will be extra editions. So I'm kind of excited about that. But one of my friends from my writer's group here in San Antonio, who I haven't talked to in a while, so I'm very excited to talk to her. Um, She is going to be on the show this morning. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up is, Um, we are celebrating or the country is celebrating National Hispanic Heritage Month. And so if you're not familiar with it, it was established back in 1968 by a uh, representative, Edward Robal of Los Angeles. And it was signed into law by Lyndon Johnson. And in 1988, a commemorative week was expanded to a month from September 15th to October 15th. Now, you may wonder why the middle of the month is when it starts. Well, there is a absolutely good reason for that. It was chosen, September 15th was chosen because it was the starting point for the commemoration of the anniversary of the Cry of Dolores um, from uh, the Mexican War of Independence that resulted in their independence from New Spain. So now Mexico and Central America, nations like Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Honduras, and Nicaragua, became the Federal Republic of Central America. And then, so this is when they cut off. They were completely independent from Spain, and that was a big deal. So that's why Hispanic Heritage Month starts on September 15th, and it goes through October 15th. Um, Heritage Week, Hispanic Heritage Week, was first proclaimed by um, Lena Baines Johnson in 1968. And then President Ford Nixon, Carter, and Reagan gave approximations for a week, and then it expanded to a month by George W. Bush. Or, I'm sorry, George H. W. Bush uh, in 1989. So there you go. Um, that's your history lesson. You're smarter already for uh, being for listening in. So, but today I get to have my friend uh, Ellen Gonzalez on the show, and she writes about love and life of Latinas and the challenges of romance. And the second time around. So we're talking about someone who's older than 30-ish, okay? Because um, there's a lot of us out there that, you know, love's still sticking around for us, and that's good. Um, her story, set against the backdrop of a strong Latino culture, blended with an American lifestyle, are refreshing and capture the essence of everyday Hispanic life. Her latest book, Strawberry Sunday Afternoon, is out now. And you can connect with her on her website and Facebook. You can get her books at Wild Rose Press and Amazon. So welcome to the show. Lupe, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm oh. good. It's been a while. Are you there? Lupe, are you there? Oh, goodness. I think we lost her. Can you hear you me there? now? Yeah, yeah. Hey, there you are. Okay. So it has been a while. Yes, it has. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you reached out. It's yeah, you know we. Um, if anybody knows anything about uh, romance writers groups, things kind of imploded right before COVID, and that was not because of COVID. It was because of a huge big thing at the mothership of Maine RWA. So um, not everybody kept their writers writers groups 
And then, of course, COVID happened, um, and things kind of uh, fell apart in some areas. But, I mean, I've, I've been very lucky to have such amazing writers in our area, and Lupe is definitely one of them. Um, so this is your sixth book, yes? Three, three, four, five, six. Yes, number six. All right. So tell me a little bit about this one. Okay, well, this one is part of the One Super Two series at the Waldos Press. Uh, Rhonda Penders, the publisher, wanted to, uh, like, a beat read. So the criteria was that it had to involve ice cream of some kind, <laughs> and it also, had to be, it also had to be near water. So okay. uh, I thought, okay, well, I remember the, the ice cream truck when we were – little and my sisters yeah. you know little that that little that we were we called it the tingaling because of the music you know the the, right. the, the, the 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 tinkling music so we would when it was in our neighborhood we would run after it and, and say stop so i thought you know what that sounds and and another good thing about it is that they not only sold ice cream cones they sold strawberry sundaes in a little in a little cup and I thought, oh, oh I remember me. those. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Um, so I thought, yeah, let, let's let let me write about that. And then, uh, you know, Woodlawn Lake here in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought, well, I'll set it there because around July the fourth, they have this big fireworks display out there. So that's where I'll set my story, and mm-hmm. we'll it'll be about Strawberry Sundays, and then I. I uh, brainstormed titles with my son, who's very good at, at with titles, and uh, we came mm-hmm. up with Strawberry Sunday Afternoon. I love it. And it's that about, is so sweet. Uh, right. <laughs> and the story is about <laughs> No pun intended, this, uh, but I caught that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said no pun intended that it's sweet, but I caught oh. that after I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the the story itself, the romance itself, is about um, a couple who met one summer seven years ago, and they all had ideas about what they were going to do with their future. And so they, after that summer, they drifted apart, and then she found out that she was pregnant. And when mm-hmm. she when she when she tried to call him, his aunt, who was like a, a mean uh, evil stepmother. Uh, told her that he he had taken a, a great job in Houston and he was about to get married, and the best thing that she could do was to leave him alone. So mm-hmm. she did. <laughs> but she yeah. tried two other times to reach him, and it never worked out. And then she comes back this summer seven years later, and they reconnect. And so that's what the okay. story is about. Wow. That's got, I mean, a heavier topic, but, I mean, it sounds like um, you wove it really well. And, I, you know, communication always, obviously is one of the big things, you know, uh, that always seems to lack in romance novels and many other genres. But, yeah, the communication seems to break down somewhere. Now we have chaos. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that sounds – so you like writing characters that are obviously older than 30, which, is, which I think we need more of those. Um, because there's a, a big group of us who are more than older than 30, not nothing against being younger. Um, 
at all. I, we, all of us who have gotten to this point in our life, we're that age at one point. So, um, and we're lucky to get here. So, I mean, what made you want to write about, uh, and I hate to use the word older because I don't, I think it's kind of a cringy word when describing, but someone who's not, say, post-college and finding themselves age. Well, I I think what has happened with me is that I've written stories since I my first story I wrote it when I was in college, and I was Mm -hmm. a college girl. So I think my stories have have advanced as I've advanced through the years, right? Sure. I was a college girl. I was a married woman. I was a single mom. You know, so as I as I I got older, like you said. You know, like from age 19 to the age I'm now, my heroines have aged as well. And though mm-hmm. so Strawberry Sunday afternoon is about a, they they are in the in their early 30s. A couple is in their mm-hmm. early 30s. But most of the time, I, I write heroines that are that are older that that you know may have 30 year old children, right? But yeah. um because I think that that's what has happened with my writing is that usually I can't, I, for sure I can't write about a college girl because I don't know yeah. that world anymore. So I, I find it more uh, easier and more able to tell a story about older characters mm-hmm. who have lived a little and then also give them a second chance at love, you know. Sure. Because things change, you're right. I mean, the perspective changes. What I think about, um, <laughs> I don't know if you watch any of these, and I, I, I watch them peripherally, but every once in a while I'll be flipping through and I'll see these shows like Bridezilla's or Bridal, whatever, and I just look at it and go, oh, God, you know, this is just so unnecessary drama, such unnecessary stuff. And, and I get that it's a huge big day. And don't get me wrong, I was engaged in my early 20s, and that didn't work. And then I got married probably 10 years later um, to somebody else, obviously, because that first person was trash. But um, that it's one of those things of what I wanted in my 20s was very different than what I wanted in my 30s. And if, God forbid, I had I got married again, you know, if something happened to my husband, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'd want something different than I had before. So you like that perspective changes as you go along and have life experiences. So yeah, I, I would think right. definitely change your perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I keep wanting to yell at the TV, like it's one day, it's one day. <laughs> well, uh, my, my, my thoughts on that is you're thinking more about the ceremony than of the marriage itself, you know? Yeah. But, I know. Yeah. I, just, I get it. Insane. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, man! But people just go all out. I'm like, wow, and and the drama about, around it too. It's just, it's amazing. I, I people get bizarre. I I don't know. It's it's weird, but it could you could make a whole yeah. series, like a whole entire, and people have, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so when you started writing initially, I mean, I know you wrote in college, and then. Um, you wrote some more as, as you, you know, a mom and everything else. I mean, what was the catalyst for you to say, I'm going to sit down and write a book? Because I keep writing. I need to do something with it. 
Well, it's funny you should say that because I just wrote about my best summer for this other writing group I belong to. And Mm -hmm. the best summer was uh, 1975 because I babysat these two little kids for the summer. And the the lady, the mom, had a a small library. And I looked at her books, and one of the books was Sweet Savage Love by Rosemary Rogers. A book oh. which is not too feet today, right? But I was so inspired by that book, and I fell in love with the hero. And that made me write my, my first story, which I unimaginatively called it my first story. <laughs> and okay. it was about a dark, haired green-eyed yeah. hero, like the hero in, in Rosemary Rogers' book. Right. And then... And after that is when I wrote my first novel, and the hero in that story was this guy who I had met in, in my senior year in high school, and I was obsessed with him. I really, that's the only word I can think of. Years later, <laughs> I was obsessed with him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, and from then, you know, I just kept writing stories ever since then. Wow. And then when was your first book published? My first book was published in um, 2007 by the okay. Wild Rose Press. And right. uh, it was called Too Late for Romance. And that was my first book with, with an older heroine in there, older, older characters. Did you have people say, do you really want to write about a character, an older heroine, want to write about someone younger? No, I didn't really. And what was even better okay. was that at, at the Wild Rose Press, they had this, uh, uh, I guess, imprint, you could call it, called The Last Rose of Summer. And it uh-huh. and that category was for second chance romance with older heroines and, he, and heroes. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. it seemed so perfect, you know, like it was made up for me. <laughs> You know? Yeah, right. That's cool. <laughs> and I, rem- I remember when that happened. That was very cool. We had a whole, you know, uh, we talked about it at the meeting. So that was very fun to see that. And then yeah. to see your book on the shelf. Um, oh, yeah. That probably, that never and, gets old. No, it doesn't. And the thing is, you know, since it's, since the Wild Rose Press is a small publisher, usually the 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 Brick and mortar stores don't carry the print books. They'll carry the ebooks, but right. not the print books. But in 2009, sir, uh, Sarah, a San Antonio Romance Writers Conference, uh, the the bookstore manager actually put my book on a shelf in, in Barnes and Noble, and I have the picture to prove it. <laughs> yep, so that, I love that, it. That was really neat. that was really neat to see that. It's funny because as much as people love ebooks, when you tell them they write a book, they're like, "Oh, where can I pick it up?" And it's like, "Okay, but you know, most of the time they're, they're ebooks." Yes, so yes, yeah, it happens. Yeah, I they tell want them to go to the store and like buy it. Yeah, right, right, and I tell them, "Oh, it's it's a digital book." Oh, a digital. Book. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're yeah. right. They do have that reaction. <laughs> Yeah, because they want to hold it, you know, and hold it up and everything. It's harder to, you know, do it on the computer or whatever. But, yeah, no, it's funny that people still want to 
knee jerk to that. And and I remember, and you remember that whole huge debacle about people arguing about if ebook, pub, you know, people who'd gotten their ebooks printed first were real writers versus print, and there was that whole, you know, argument. I remember. About it, and, you know, yeah, and yeah. look where we are now. It's just like, but digital gets more royalties, so higher royalties. So okay, it all works yeah. out, I guess. It works out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, change change is uh, is very interesting when it's when it's perceived. It's like, no, oh wait, maybe it'll work. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, Bye. I know. <laughs> it's like settle down. <laughs> I so know. the last well, time you were on. on. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna say that in our in our writers group, our romance writers group, we had a whole section of of members who left. When mm-hmm. when the president who who was for ebooks won the election, a whole slew yes. of, of members left our membership. I don't know if you were there at the time when that happened. I I think I was really early, like it was. I see. I got there. I think around 2006. So maybe yeah, about 2006. Yeah, so it was right around that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a big to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, but the last time, <laughs> yeah, like wow, okay, that was a long time ago. Um, so, last time you were on, you talked about a well-structured life, which was about second chance romance and and um, you know a guy who rides a motorcycle and all that kind of stuff, and that was, I mean, a lot of fun. And now you've come to uh, another second chance romance, but you know, completely different story. What is right. what is in your future? What are you working on right now? Well, my na- I, I actually this has never happened to me before in all my writing career. Uh, I have a Christmas book coming out in December. Sweet, and I'm very excited about that. <clears throat> it's another series from the Wild Rose Press that these book these books had to include a Christmas cookie. And you you could include a recipe, and the the Christmas cookie two words had to be in the title, or a cookie had to be in the title. And so okay. I came up with <clears throat> chocolate twirl cookie Christmas, and that's coming out December seventh. <laughs> and tell me what that's about. This one is about um, my my. My he my heroine is a writer, which is something okay. that that uh, that I you know I aspire to. She's a an actual uh, novelist who makes money from her books, and uh, that's her <laughs> career. <laughs> and she does volunteer work at the senior center, for, because you know she wants to do something besides just sit in front of her computer. And sure. she this is where she meets the hero who's there visiting his dad. Uh, okay. Because this is a senior center where people just go to eat and socialize. You know, it's not a, a right. living, uh, a, a living place. And so there, okay. she she meets the she meets the hero, who has you know the the let me let me tell you the the tagline of that story is um, let me see if I can find it. Um, 
something because he has vowed never to love again, and both of them don't have trust issues, so they don't want to to fall in love. So, and she's blocked in her writing. She she can't write, and she's writing this series of books, and she just cannot write, and and she doesn't understand why. Yeah, and her friend tells me that that is because. Uh, she doesn't go. She hasn't had a man in her life ever since her divorce five years ago. Right. And so uh, somehow the hero convinces her that um, they 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 can go out and 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 they'll do research and see if if romance can come back into their lives. Right. So and of course there's all these ups and downs and 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 uh, until the final the final scene. So sure. Um, yeah. So and <laughs> the the chocolate the chocolate throw cookie is a recipe that I found that found when I was in middle school, and it oh, became well, like a tradition. Yeah. yeah, and it came it it became like a tradition in our family, um, and I even had these my these two male cousins that would um, irritate me because the. The way you make this cookie is you make little swirls, like uh, long little swirls, and then you just swirl the, the the swirl around and make the cookie. You don't make, like uh-huh. nowadays, that you make a big roll and just slice it, right? No, these you right. did per, per little roll and swirled it around. Well, these guys would, would get the little swirls and eat them raw, and they would just irritate me. <laughs> and so, but... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know that, that's why that recipe just came to me that that you know I have to write the story about this particular cookie you know yeah so I well there's a I lot did. of memories with recipes there's there's a ton of stuff yeah. you can pull from recipes yeah um, my husband I I <laughs> you know me and then you know, my husband's rather kind of opposite he's a little bit more subdued and um, when our girls were really little he came through the kitchen one day and I was making chocolate chip cookies. And so I, you know, gave each of the girls a taste of the dough and he just stopped and he looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I said, there's nothing. We're just making cookies. He goes, did you feed them raw cookie dough? And I went, yeah. He's like, you can't feed them raw cookie dough. It's got eggs. And it's like, look, I've been doing this for 40 years. No problem. So, um, <laughs> and so he was like, you can't do that. So, um, and then we went to see his mom that year for Thanksgiving, and he told her that I had fed the girls raw cookie dough. Um, you know, you would have thought I had given them lines of cocaine in the kitchen, but, you know, no, it was cookie dough. So, um, and I told her, I said, he, she's like, you can't feed them raw cookie dough. It's got raw eggs. And I said, but it's good. And she just kind of sat there for a second. She goes, is it really good? I went, yes, it is really good. So, But she won't do it. She just can't do it. Um, yeah. But to be fair, my daughter, who was then very tiny, now it's, uh, there's a recipe you can make it with milk instead of eggs. So there's no raw uh-huh. cookie dough. I mean, there's no raw, like, she risked the salmonella. Um, yeah, yeah. Still eat the cookie yeah. dough. Right. So, but, yeah, those recipes, um, like, every year I try to make gnocchi for Christmas. And uh-huh. I end up with, like, 9,000 gallons or bins of gnocchi because I can't ever measure it correctly. So I end up with it a little bit too dry. And then I put a little bit more of the wet and then I have more. And it's just like, I keep making more and more dumplings. 
It's kind of like um, our friend, a friend of ours is like, yeah, when we make tamales, it's at least three trips to the store because you run out of the masa and then you need to, you know, it's just like you have to, there's no way to figure it out before you've like sat down and tried to make it all. So yeah, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it's like nookie for everyone for the rest of the year. <laughs> Well, you know that's that's what I do. That's what my heroine does in this book. She she starts practicing because she wants to serve these cookies at the Christmas celebration that they're going to have at the fair. Oh, how cute! And, and, and she wants them to be just perfect. And clients give her ideas of you can flavor it with licorice. You can say flavor it with with Mexican chocolate. And I thought, wow, that sounds yeah. interesting. So, so I did. I did. Yeah. Um, but I'm I also ha- have practice because I, I wanted, you know, if I'm going to include a recipe, I want it to work for the readers, oh, right? Because sure. they'll try the recipe and it doesn't work. and say, oh, this recipe is no good. <laughs> so, yeah, you, do, you do have to practice. <laughs> you can't. So but it was a lot of fun to write. My, yes. Well, and it's funny you're talking about practicing recipes because um, when – I look at any of my great aunt's recipes and she's passed about 20 years ago, but everything started with a stick of butter, like everything. And so now I look at it and start laughing, you know, our lard, like, okay, scoop of lard in the cast iron skillet. And now what are we having for dinner? It's like, wow. I know. I remember that. Those boxes of lard. (laughs) Yeah. It was a box or a can. You know, and don't throw yeah. that can away because we could use it for something. Right, right. <laughs> we used to know how to recycle like, better, right? <laughs> we, did. we did. It's like, uh, you know, the whole, um, it's like, what is in this? Don't put it out. It's bacon grease. <laughs> Crap. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. I don't think my grandmother, she had a cast iron skillet that she always kept like on warm in the oven. So it never, you know, it was always warm and ready. Like she always just had it in there. So, um, mm. but yeah, just everything, everything. My God, you know, it's just, it's amazing. People lived as long as they did with that diet. It just it floors me. I know. Um, well, but hey, the thing, but the it's thing, so good. The, 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 yeah, the, but the thing too, uh, Patricia, I think is that, People didn't sit around watching TV. They would be outside working, you know, Yeah. and playing yeah. and, you know. So uh, I think that mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. Yes, and I think you're right. I think there's more sitting. Um, you know, I was talking to some parents uh, when my son started his new school, and they were talking about how hard it was to get their kids off of video games over the summer. Our solution is we right. don't have any <laughs> Um, but still, I mean, yes, it's really hot, which my, my, our kids love the fact that we have none. Um, but it's, it's one of those things. It's like, get up. You remember being outside and it's like, okay, summertime, get up outside. Bye. Right. Maybe I'll see you later. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because my, my mom, my mom made a stack of tortillas every, every day. Except for Sunday. Yeah. Sunday she took the day off. Okay. But we eat tortillas every day of the week. And, and yeah. you know, I didn't gain weight, you know, but I was always outside. You know, me and my sisters were always right. outside. 
Yeah. My dad, well, my like, um, so what? I said my cholesterol you know might have been higher than I, but nobody talked about cholesterol <laughs> back then. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I still think about the third grade project. Is, and I don't know if you guys did it, but there's the clay project you do in third grade. And everybody made an ashtray, you know, because it's real easy to do. You know, you kind of roll it out and then you tilt the edges up and you just put your fingers there for places for the cigarettes to lay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, we had that all the time, and and my dad liked the, the corn ones because he would make uh, stuff for chalupas, and um, but he would fry them himself. And but every once in a while, there's one uh, thing where he he put the oil on and he turned on the uh, the stove, and then he walked away because the phone rang, and I came around the corner, and the whole thing was on fire. So, oh no! <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, oh and, my yeah, goodness! It was, it was an, yeah, it was an interesting evening. So yeah, that's when my dad decided to learn how to use the fire extinguisher while the kitchen was burning. So that was fun. But everything turned out okay, I guess. We're all still here. So all good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So you've got the Christmas book. So what? Are, what do you got going after that? Well, after that, right, um, see, like I told you, this has never happened to me before, and I'm so excited. I've got another book that uh, I'm working on. It's in it's an edit, and I have the book cover, so at some point I'm going to reveal it. And this is mm-hmm. another thing that is new to me. It's about, mm-hmm. uh, it's set in the Old West, and it's another series of the Wild Rose Press. It's called Wilder West, W-Y-L-D-E-R. Okay. Okay. And my book is called Wilder Sins. And it's about uh, an outlaw. And mm-hmm. uh, at first I thought, I can't write a book set in the Old West. And this is in Wyoming, not Texas. It's, it's Old West okay. Wyoming. And uh, and I told him, I, I can't write a, a story about it. I don't know the first thing about Wyoming, first thing. And mm-hmm. if outlaw, I can't write an outlaw. And not that you had to write, but you know, my you, when I talk, you know, me and my son, bra- you know, brainstorm ideas because he's a poet, so he's a writer too. Yes. So we go back and forth, and the story came up, and and uh, it's called Wilder Sins, and the, he's seeking revenge uh, because the, this gang that he was in killed his little brother because they were greedy. They had just robbed a bank and they didn't want to share the money. So they wanted to kill mm-hmm. both brothers. If they didn't kill him, they just killed his, his younger brother. So he's out for revenge. Sure. But he does get shot and that's where the, the heroine finds him and she's a and she's been an orphan since she, she, she was 12 years old and she lives in this uh, Catholic orphanage where she is a teacher and she teaches the the orphan kids there who speak mostly Spanish and she's teaching them English. And okay. uh, so, uh, but she's always been, lived in this orphanage with nuns, so she's looking for adventure. He's looking for revenge right. and she's looking for adventure. <laughs> wow. So I'm really excited. It's very different for me, but I'm really excited about yeah. the story. 
So it's, you said, it's, is it a historical? Yes, it's a historical in the okay. Old West. What, 18, uh, 18, what, uh, 1878. 1878? 1879. Okay. Wow. Did they give you the, the history and everything they wanted included? Or, I mean, uh, yes, what? Yes, what story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, that's yeah. just so different from what you've written before because you've written all contemporary. It is. It is. It is. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah. And, and I think it came together really well. And, and my editor is, is a really – I've worked with her since the, since my second book. And so uh-huh. we've worked together for a long time. So, so it, it – uh, and she loves historicals. That's what she likes to edit more. But since I write contemporary, she stayed with me. But um, – this is her thing. She she that's what she likes to edit historical. So this was sure. exciting for her too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Who's your editor? Uh, Nan Swanson. Yeah. Do you know who? Oh, Nancy good. Swanson. I, I yeah. think I have. Yes, I have. Na- I've met Nancy. Um, at, at the Wild Village Press group. That was the people. They they published my first book. Oh yeah. Waiting yeah. for Mister Wright. Yeah. It was and and they're just they're lovely. They're just absolutely lovely over there. So, um, but that's great. I'm so excited. I mean, it's just a huge amount of books. You've basically written almost doubled your your catalog in a year. I did. I did. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. I I decided. I think you know. I I want to be my heroine in the Christmas cookie. I want to be a a, a pain novelist. <laughs> Make money for there my you books. Go. You know. You so, should. Well, they're lovely. I love, I love your books. Um, and so course, what have you, you know, not written yet? I mean, what do you want to write that you haven't written yet? Well, um, they, uh, you know, I, I love the Wild Rose Press because they always have these theories coming up that, that prompt me to think of a story, right? Right. And the next, the next one that they that they came up with is called Christmas Castles, and mm-hmm. and these are stories that will be released next Christmas and beyond. You know, at least for two Christmases. Right. Uh, and what this entails is a regency. Uh, and I love okay. regencies, but I have always told myself I can't write a regency. I don't know anything about. I mean, I've never lived in that in that world. I've read a lot of stories mm-hmm. set in that period, but for me to actually write one. But then, when she came up with this with this category, I said, "Well, why not? Why don't I just try it?" Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and and I won't set it in in London with right with Almuts and all that stuff because I I don't know if I could do that without copying okay. another writer that I've read. Right. Sure. So I thought about having them be out in the country, and of course, since I I want to include uh, Hispanics, Latinos in my books, I right. thought, what about if it's a princess from Spain? Yes, that's the heroine, and so, mm-hmm. and then the the hero will be a duke of something. I know that his name is going to be sure. Benedict, but I don't know his last okay. name, and I I don't know what dukedom he's going to have. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> right. But see, that's something that I've well, never tried, and and we'll see how it goes. 
but that that's next wow. on my agenda. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, God. and that's I, and really I and, very vivid. Yeah, and I know that that a lot of writers, especially the writers that that are um, like Jody Thomas and Nora Roberts. Well, I don't know about Nora Roberts, but Jody Thomas, because I think she can write anything and people will buy it. But like sure. Jody Roberts one time was at, at Sarah at the San Antonio Romance Writers, and she said, "Pick your lane. You know, like yeah. if you if you want to write second chance romance, stay in that lane. Don't go over here and write a Wild West story." Uh, right. But to me, to me, it, it's it's like I, I you know I I can't write in a set maybe because I'm a Libra and, and you know the scales I veer from one to the other. Yeah. I mean I, I, I the whole time need to write it. Yeah. So I don't know that well, that may be story. Yeah. You know I think I was I I'm pretty sure I was there at that one and. And I, I love Jody. She's, she's a fabulous writer. Uh, but I think everybody has to kind of pick their path. Uh, and if, if, your, if your path is to write different genres, then write different genres. Um, right. I know that it might, be harder, it might be harder for people to find you because it means just kind of like you accept the fact that it might be harder for writers, readers to find you. But if they're reading your books, they're going to follow you wherever. So, right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you have yeah. to, but I think if you write haphazardly and kind of like, I think that's maybe what she's focusing more on. Although, I mean, everybody's got their niche and then, you know, if people want to write this, this yeah, talk about just this town or this kind of book, sure, I get it. Because cause I yeah. think her point was that people know what they're getting when they, when they read your stuff. I know yeah. if I read this, yeah. it'll be, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you have to find your path. So yes, I think it's going to be brilliant. Where, however you, wherever you put your words. Yeah, I I hope so. I'm I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you, and and thank you for being on today. I I love catching up a little bit and talking and hearing about all your new projects. Okay, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Thank and you. so you've got the Christmas book coming out in December. Your um, right. your book, yes. And so uh, sweet sauce, your strawberry sweet strawberry Sunday. Strawberry what is Sunday. it? Uh, strawberry there Sunday you go. afternoon. There it is. Strawberry Sunday afternoon is out now. Um, and then you have uh, five other books before that. So so here's the deal, guys. Whoever's who all my my listeners, you've got about six weeks to read all six of these books before Lupe's next book comes out, which is her Christmas book. Um, and that's yeah. Chocolate Swirl Cookie Christmas with a recipe, by the way. So make the cookies, show her, post it on social media so she sees what you're doing, especially if you do something different. Like if you add liqueur or whatever, or, egg, or you know, milk instead of eggs so you're not eating raw cookie dough. You know, those kind of things. Um, and then when, when does your um, historical come out? I don't know because that one is still in edits. And so I'm thinking maybe the early part of next year, I hope. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I love it. So we'll be looking for you early next year. Come back and talk to me when you've got your historical okay. out because I want to hear how that went. Yeah. Let's sit down I, and I figure out a day. 
Okay, sounds Excellent. good. Okay. So, everybody, this has been Patricia W. Fish for the Readers Entertainment Radio. I've been talking with Ellen Gonzalez. You can find her latest book, Strawberry Sunday Afternoon, is out now. And you can connect with her on her website and Facebook. And you can get her books at Wild Rose Press and Amazon. I've got all those links in the write-up of the show. So go out, grab a book, and enjoy um, enjoy a new story in, in your catalog. And thank you, everybody. Keep on reading. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.